0: Hello and welcome to Career Talk with OG, where we empower you so opportunities come to you. Through our series of podcasts, we will give you relevant, practical, actionable career tips and strategies. We believe that through the act of storytelling, we can deliver relatable and authentic talks that allow listeners to gain real-world insight into the career journeys of industry professionals. With our very own season, we bring to you Career Talk with OG. Hi everyone! Hi. Do
1: we have any chingonas in the house? Yeah, yeah. what about chingonas? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, 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 you know what? I gotta tell you, okay? If yeah, my dad was a traditional macho, you know, be macho macho, right? He was the one who would say, Miko, performing my going And then the only time I saw my dad uh crying was when he was drunk. Like, what the hell? But my mom, she was the rock of the house. Okay, she was, man, because she worked outside of the house, she worked in the house, and she put up with my dad. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, that's why uh, there's a lot of chingonas in here. Anyway, you guys, I'm going to be talking today about networking, okay, how to build relationships. Uh, I will give you my contact information at the end. Uh, you're welcome to connect with me, LinkedIn, email me, you can going to get a text going to give me my phone number, okay? uh go to uh, the Espito website and uh, reach out to me if you have any uh, other questions. I'm gonna be coming to you as a relation networking from an introvert's perspective. because that's my personality. A lot of us don't believe that because we have this misperception that anyone that public speaks is an extrovert. That's not true. If any of you kind of watch me, I was pacing in and out of the building like for the last like 45 minutes, you know, Speaking my guts out there because I got the butterflies and I'm nervous. <laughs> but the thing is, though, whenever you get out of your comfort zone and you do something over and over and over again, eventually, at least I've learned how to control the butterflies. They're still there. It's just like in your position and what you're doing. Highly educated. PhDs. Do you think as a freshman, you're like, yes, I can write that PhD and defend my presentation? Yeah you did okay so networking building those relationships you can do it too all right let's get into it here's the agenda I'm going to talk about why networking is important what is it and I'm going to take you on a little journey I've got we have whatever an hour and 15 minutes or so and uh, that journey that I'm going to take you is through the scenario of the first impression earlier Right? Um, James was talking about kind of that first impression of biases, implicit biases, and so forth. Then I'm gonna, number three, I'm gonna talk talk about some examples of how do you network like, when you come to an event like this? What do you do before, during, and after? Number four, I'm gonna get into building relationships and talk about social media, because believe it or not, folks, nowadays, we can actually build relationships online and then take them offline about 50 percent today of my network starts online and it goes offline okay see i'm 50 years old those of you that are 40 and older you can relate to me because you probably still like myself took a typewriter in college (laughs) you didn't grow up with the internet the way we know or think of uh, building relationships networking is you go to a mixer an event, and you pu- press the flash. But today, you can do stuff start online and take it offline too. Okay. And then, lastly, hey, you're all in acad- academia, right? You give homework to your students. Guess what? I'm going to give you homework. It's in the form of a 30-day challenge. But here's the cool thing: just like when we go to college, right, professors, they don't tell us what to do. They tell us what we should do, but hey, it's up to us. It's a challenge because it's up to you if you want to do it. And if you don't, don't do it. All right, what is networking? The exchange of information or services among individuals, groups, or institutions. See, that's a dictionary version. I put that up there because that's what most of us think. Most of you think that that is. That's not what it is, folks. This brain, I don't have a PhD. I'm the only one in my family who went to college out of ten. When I went to Berkeley, I saw 30,000 brains with two legs, and I wasn't one of those. That old imposter syndrome that maybe some of you have experienced. So I got to keep things really simple. And I also have to remember the values that my parents taught me. Who came up with the phrase "Mi casa es tu casa"? Was it a widow? <laughs> or nuestra gente? Nuestra gente, sí o no? Ya no. Yeah, so you know what networking is? It's being a friend. Being a friend. Giving unconditionally. I'll reach out to you. Hi, I'm Oscar Garcia. And if you don't reach back out and introduce or smile, guess why? I'm okay with that. Because I can only control what I can control. Me reaching out to you and wanting to be your friend. And if you don't want to be my friend, fine. See, once I thought of networking like that, of being a, me being a friend, all of a sudden it took the pressure of like, oh my gosh, the elevator pitch, what am I saying? It's okay? all this other stuff. Also, you know what it also did? It took the status off of me. When I was in, uh, um, the uh, uh, chamber, uh, chamber president CEO, right? People, we had two name tags. the size of the name tags, a big one and a small one. I purposely wore the small name tag because you could barely see my name and my title. And I would see people, right, you know, that little. And all of a sudden they just saw president CEO and all of a sudden they're like, oh, hey, Oscar. Like all of a sudden they're going really change. They're like friendly to me. You know what I did to those people mentally? Beat it. First impressions from me about that person, are much. So because they only care about me because of my title, and they can get something. See, some of you, I'm not knocking what you've accomplished, It's tremendous odds. I know the numbers in academia, but sometimes, Los presumidos la cabeza. My dad always said, my parents, be humble son, never forget where you came from. Why network? I know we know some of this stuff, is obvious, okay, but I just wanna make sure we're on the same page here. Career the obvious, okay? I, that position that I have for the chamber, or that I ended up, my competition had 25 years of chamber experience, was the interim chamber CEO and the board loved it. And here it comes, none comes, knucklehead Oscar Garcia, doesn't even know what a chamber of commerce does, my friend, who's on the board of the chamber, says, "Oscar, you should apply for the chamber CEO no position." I'm like, well, that what the heck does a chamber CEO do?" Like most of you, you hear the word, but you don't know. Gas it. Not coming out of Okay, I went ahead and applied, and I got hired. It was a life lesson for me to realize that if I want something, an opportunity, even if I don't check off all the required skills on that, which in that case or a applying, but it was because, did you notice what I said? That my friend who was on the board, if you know anything, the way a nonprofit is structured, the board is the boss of the chamber CEO. I want you to think of something. Whatever school or company organization that you're at, if the chancellor, someone high up, tells HR, I want you to interview them. Do you think HR is not going to do it? Yes. Because if you don't, you're going to get fired. So, networking is super, super important, folks. Next, building community. And it's really also not just building community, but it's influencing. Whether you're in your department, whether you are at, an, uh, at a university level or public policy or whatever, right? You build those relationships. And you influence others. People need to get to know who you are. A lot of times people thought that the Chamber of Commerce is part of the city. It's not, a completely different entity, separate. But, chambers typically work very closely with the city, local government, et cetera, and so forth, because you can influence local policy, county, state, et cetera, okay? And then lastly, folks, I think we're all in it because of this. To help students? Yes or no? Mm Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. I just came back. Last year I did a lot of traveling. I go to a lot of workshops in Panama and Mexico and here in the US too as well. But my last trip to Mexico, I had the opportunity to go back to my parents' hometown to uh, Jerez, Zacatecas. Those of you that are familiar with the state of Zacatecas. I was just kind of chilling hanging out there with my cousin and his family. And my cousin has a little boy, a 10-year-old boy. And uh, hey, kids over there are just like they are here. They're constantly on the cell phone, believe it or not. okay? He was on the cell phone, my, my, my cousin's cell phone, playing video games, watching YouTube videos, etc. And um, my, uh, my cousin's little boy, he kept asking me, he's like, Theo, like, Theo, can you like download Fortnite so we can play? Now, if you don't know what Fortnite is, okay, it's a, it's a game, it's an online game application. All right? And I was like, no, 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 know, whatever. But also in the light bulb went I'm like, you know why this is interesting? Because here in the US, many of us do talks on panels for younger generations to influence them, motivate them, encourage them. Now, can I tell you something? First of all, keep doing that but your impact and your outreach is very minimal because, you're, because most of this young generation is online. That, I thought to myself, my, little, my, my cousin's son, they could be anyone else. they will come across, come to this country, legally illegal, however it is that he wanted to find it, and they're gonna be in the public school system here, and we're gonna think they're not that educated into technology, no you are not connecting to it <laughs> therefore you're not connecting with your students and some of you in fact i'm going to bet five bucks i'll buy you first you know drink uh happy hour drink tonight if i'm wrong on this okay but most of you first of all not even on linkedin which is a professional platform hello no let you most on facebook okay <laughs> all right well ask bit. i'm not looking for work so why should i be on, on, on linkedin you're missing a point Frank. How about helping students, because you have such a vast network of people that you know, and here comes Oscar Garcia, who doesn't know how to interview, how to put together a resume, and it's like, well, I see you're connected to so-and-so on on LinkedIn. Can you do an introduction? You see what I'm going with this, folks, about helping students? Let's talk about first impressions, okay? So. Here's the things about making some good first impressions. Number one, I'm in here. Oscar, I'm smiling. Really? I have a good friend of mine. Dave, He used to Tell me this. Hey, Oscar, are you
0: happy are you excited? Yeah, Dave,
1: I am. No, no, seriously, Oscar, are you? It got to the point where I got like, really frustrated at him because he asked me that so much. One day he said, hey, Oscar, go look in the mirror. Go walk over to the mirror and look. and I just like, oh, real, Oh my gosh! Inside, I was happy, but my face wasn't showing it. <laughs> Some of you need to look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> the mirror. Number two, show genuine interest in other people. Quit talking about yourself. We are all naturally selfish. So, therefore, I want you to talk about yourself. And I want to show interest, not the squirrel look when I'm talking to you to mouth and like my eyeballs are like over here trying to say, oh my God, I gotta go talk to the speaker with before. Like, really? Like, how did you just make me feel? Insignificant. Compliments. See, once we get comfortable in our clicks, I don't know, somehow we feel like we can start bashing each other because it's kind of fun. Oh, it's just Job's Oscar, come on. Hey, okay, listen, I have a lot of fun. Okay? 49ers are on the playoffs tomorrow. I think my hangover is gonna last until Sunday at 3 p.m., okay? I have fun. But you know what though? I love complimenting other people. Genuine compliments. I'm gonna talk about number four, your your why, okay? And also, your story. I'll do another workshop on this more in, in depth and touch a little bit about it. But why do you do what you do? And then, lastly, I'm also going to show you a new concept called form. It stands for family, occupation, recreation, and that's message. It's a way to turn a stranger into a casual acquaintance. Because again, this introvertified person, personality, I didn't know how to talk to people. Me and my mom always would say this, Oscar. He is so reserved, just like his tio Roberto. No, you gotta pull the words out of Oscar's mouth. You know what? It was, it was true. You have to change You can teach an old doctor tricks. So here's the question right? Most of us ask, What do you do? Oh, where do you work? What school are you at? What university? When I was at the chamber, this is how I would answer if you ask me that question. What do you muster? I'm the president and CEO of the Mountain View Chamber of Commerce. We support and advocate on behalf of our members to create a more robust business community. What? <laughs> what the, does that mean? Right, like we say in Spanish, right? Like, Yeah, I'm bad, huh? No, like, robust business community, what do I want? People look, like, get on their knees and like, I, Lord Scott, thank you very much because if it wasn't for you, Mountain View Community it wouldn't be what it is. Baloney. I encourage you to come up with your why statement. And I actually encourage you either A, read the book, Simon Sinek, starting with why. Now, if you don't want to do it because you're reading all these other books, right? All right, you're an academia, I know you read a lot, okay? Watch the TEDx talk. It's 18 minutes long. Just listen to it. Actually, don't even watch it. Golden circle. Now, again, let me run you through some example. You ask someone, you run into, what do you do? I'm the director of student services. But what does that mean? Now see, when you're in your, with your peers, I'm sure most of you understand what that means. But folks, I'm talking about networking, not just here, but outside. But like, like it's okay to drink the Kool-Aid, But you know what? There's other things, watch out that too. (laughs) How about instead if you answer it like this? Hi Ralph, what do you do? I help students fly academically. I'm not in your industry. So therefore, if Ralph said that, I'd be like, Where can I get that? He brought it down to my level. And it begs the next question: tell me more. What do you mean? See, the why statement isn't meant to answer. The whole question is meant to create that curiosity. Here's another one. No anyone does this. Hi, right, what do you do? I'm a sociology professor. I still don't even know what a sociology professor does today. All right, but what if you answer it like this? hi right, so what do you do? I translate cultural expectations into opportunity. Oh, damn, whoa, that's, that, to me, because I'm business focused, I'm like, wait, hey, Is this for something? Again, what do you mean? So here's my why. Oscar, what do you do? I empower you so opportunities come to you. I was at an event, standing in room only, listening to a speaker, and I kind of felt someone standing behind me in a turnaround, and was the Dean of Workforce Development for one of the community colleges down in South Bay. We hadn't seen each other in a long time, and he asked me that question. Hey, Oscar, hey, nice to see you. What are you up to? What are you doing? because he works with students i changed it up a little bit i said i empower students so opportunities come to them wait what what do you mean tell me and i knew it as soon as he started asking me questions i got it i don't mean from a closing sales i paid his interest i went ahead and told him and within five minutes of ending on conversation he gets on his cell phone emails his executive assistant says to her, can you please schedule a call with Oscar? I want to talk to him about some opportunities with us. What did I tell you about attracting opportunities in networking? And see, again, as an introvert, I have a hat reversing I mean, Kingdom or something down, right? Reversing King hack, whatever the heck they call it, right? To be able to attract opportunities. Because I don't know what's us talk about some networking okay at events said i'll take you through this journey here first off what are some things that we can do before we go to an event such as a conference or a summit like this to help us network number one obviously have a plan folks folks just like james said you can't move through your career without Having a plan in terms of where at least some kind of an idea where where you want to go and who can help you and who can you help. Don't like you know say, build your tribe, build your community, folks. Like, oh my God, remember La Quinceañera? Did we do that? Do, do most of us do a Quinceañera by ourselves? Oh, what do we get for a kid? <laughs> Madrinos, madrinas, right? Do we have a plan, of course, when you start reaching out, you start building your community. See, we know this stuff, folks. Number two, ask the host for the attendee list. Now, they might not give it to you because, you know, they might think, okay, well, gosh, I, I, is Oscar asking for the email addresses and all that? Is he going to stand up later? No. You can come back if you say, no, we can't, just clarify, say, listen, I just wanted to know, are you able to give me the names and maybe, in this case, the universities that they're attending? Because then, just with that, go onto social media LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, wherever, and look up some of these people. Because then, maybe there's someone that you want to meet. And you're like, oh my gosh, I've been wanting the opportunity that you see her right. Joseph is going to be there. I don't know this guy, but I don't know. I don't know how we're going to see if someone knows him. I can, someone can introduce me to him. You, number three, research on social media. Okay, very powerful tool. There, number four, know your why. We mentioned that. Number five, plans for my scrapers. What are some of the things that you can say? I used to think about this what can I say to someone when I go to an event? And then, lastly, number six, folks, practice, practice, practice. I used to go to Starbucks. In the morning, on my way to the office, stand in line, order my drink, and this particular Starbucks, very popular, people are standing in line, and here in Silicon Valley, right, all those those, you know, techie knuckleheads, got their bean bags there, with Cisco, Sadakei, you know, Facebook now, Google, right, so I'm standing there in, in line at Starbucks, and I would turn around, back then it was Cisco's, Intels of the World, and so, I'm going to change his name but I'll be like, turn around and be like, oh you work at Cisco. Because I not want him to think. Weird, right? That's what I mean, practice. Oh you work at Cisco. Maybe you said, yes I do. And someone asked me questions. Sometimes I would get people, right? Oh you work at Cisco. Zip. Jeez. Oh, Those of you that are introverts, you know that, that you went out of your comfort zone big time and that hurts. <laughs> I would get my Starbucks coffee and walk with the car. I'm like, what the heck am I doing this for? But you know what? Hey, like all of us in here, we both overcome a lot of obstacles. You know me daba por vencido. I didn't give up. So the next morning, just what I did, went back to that Starbucks, and in line. like, that's why today, just like most of you didn't say hi to me, you saw that I said speaker. I was expecting to say hi to duele. You don't hurt my feelings anymore. Florence, <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you I'm giving unconditionally. You say hi to me, don't? Hey, these chicharrones, I'm gonna run up or still. <laughs> okay. Now let's talk about we're at the event. Okay, what do we do now? First of all, I like to do this again as an introvert. I don't like just come in and like, oh, hey, start up. No, I walk in kind of scan the room, sort of kind of see who's who. I notice, see, one of the things as us introverts, we are very observant. So I kind of look around and I see, you know, what groups you know are hanging out, and being that this type of environment, most likely the groups that are gonna be hanging together are probably gonna be from the same university, etc. Right? Next, if I get the list, or I have an idea of someone that I want to meet, maybe because I get on social media. See, we have, a, um, the, this, this summit has a Twitter handle. So you even if you don't, you can go on and do a hashtag search on Twitter using the, the UCL, UC, whatever, summit 2020 handle. So let's say I wanted, there's a speaker or someone, I can go to group and I'm mm-hmm. like, hey you know what, I'd love like to, can you help me with an introduction? Makes it easier. Also, static listening, okay? Number four, find some common ground. Let's always try to find some common ground. Even though I'm not in your industry, I'm in the private business sector here. There's some common ground. Maybe the common ground is the fact that, hey, we're both first gen. Joseph, you went to Berkeley, underground. So and BC think too as well. So there's some common ground right there. We can share some stories of where we drank some upside down margaritas somewhere, okay? And then lastly, share some personal stories. You're getting into it a little bit more. But in terms of sharing personal stories, folks, see one of the things that I realized also about building relationships, it's important to connect with a person's heart. And when I open myself up to share that I share something, a struggle or something, then the other person tends to let the guard down. And they share. That's what I mean. Now, here's a concept that I mentioned to you form. It stands for Family Occupation Recreation Message. Once you get past that initial, awkward, I'm Oscar Garcia, where do you work? This is what I do, etc. At some point there's kind of a lull in the conversation. You're like, Yo huh? Mio, now what do I say? Think of questions related to oh, occupation, work. Oh, so you work at UC Irvine, how long have you been there? How did you get that job? What do you do? In that process of that conversation, that dialogue, maybe the person mentions, oh, you know, um, my wife is also a, uh, a college professor. Okay, he just said wife, so therefore he's married. Oh, you're married? You guys have any kids? See, now I can transition to maybe questions around family. I've got kids too, et cetera. My daughter wants to be a college professor, etc. And when you're not working or you know, etc., what do you do for fun? What do you do for the holidays? Recreation. And then the M is the message, it's the party. Goodbye, because sometimes it's awkward. Like, how do I end this conversation? Right? Like, like, oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> and, like I like, ah, yeah, no, I I not gonna say anything, you know, and I just felt like awkward. And so maybe the message is something as simple as: can I connect with you on LinkedIn? Or If it's an opportunity that I want to pursue at that particular university, hey, you know what? There's an opening there. At your university, can we exchange business cards or can we connect online? Because if it's okay with you, I would love to reach out to you. You can kind of get a feel for the culture there at the university. Something like that. Whatever that message is, save it for the very end. Practice this over and over. I, to this day, with every single one of you that I, that I interact with, I practice this, I do this, form. The reason I tell you to practice is because you don't want to come across like you machine gunning people with a bunch of questions because then they're going to think you're a weirdo. <laughs> it's like, form is a game of tennis. You hit the ball to the other person, the other person hits it back, you hit it to them, right? It's going back and forth. The minute you hit the ball to them and they don't hit it back, game over. That's why I tell them, practice it Then, I'm guilty of this. Go to an event, exchange a bunch of business cards, let's keep in touch. Just like James said, right? We never follow up with anyone. Okay? So, I'm going to give you a very simple, what I call five-day plan to follow up with someone. This is assuming, obviously, there's some interest, a reason, right, to, to follow-up, okay? If it's just a general sort of, that's why I love, personally, LinkedIn. If there's no action items afterwards, LinkedIn is a great way to just connect and, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe later on down the road, you can actively, okay, we chat. But this is assuming there's an action item, a reason. So, today's Friday, you get their business card contact information, and on Monday, if you have their phone number, call them most likely they're not gonna answer but, right we're all busy leave a voicemail hey Joseph great meeting you uh, at the uh, leadership summit you mentioned this and just wanted to you know I told you I, I, I wanted to touch base with you here's my contact information blah, blah, blah. then as soon as I get out the phone call the voicemail leaving a voicemail I send him an email Hey Joseph, Oscar Garcia, Leadership Summit. Just want to let you know that I also left you a voicemail. So he knows now because sometimes people just look at the email first. Oh, yeah. It's a nice little subtle way to remind him, like, oh, I'm going to get back to you. Tuesday, chill, relax, don't reach out to them. Give them at least 24 hours to respond, okay? If on Wednesday they haven't responded, then Call them again and leave them a voicemail. Hey Joseph, Oscar Garcia. I know you're probably super busy. Just uh, wanted to follow up on the voicemail email that I sent you. Hey, go find out when you get a chance to get in. Keep it casual, folks. Quit overcomplicating things. See, that's also part of being developing relationship, folks. Keep it casual. (laughs) At the end of the day, we're all going to the same place. Thursday. Relax again. Friday, that, go into your sent folder, that email that you sent uh, that person on Monday, grab it and forward it to them again. Hey Joseph, I know you're, you're busy. Hey, just, uh, here's my number again, we'd really appreciate, you know, maybe a 10, 15 minute call uh, when you get a chance. All right? Now, if nothing happens, that week was fine. And say the following week, now you're into week two. and people are like, hey, what happened? You know what? Thursday or Friday at the end of the, of the second week, just attempt one more. I do really want to do an email call, and that's it. And if they don't respond to you after that time, move on. That's why social media like LinkedIn is a great tool to be continuing to interact with people, okay? Because you don't want to bother people. The other thing too, folks, have some grace. We never know what people are going through. There was a period of time when I lost both my parents within four months of each other, and I don't want to talk to anyone. And so, don't be all like, "Oh my gosh, you know, Joseph is so rude; he's not reaching out to me." Joe! I've had people that have have messaged me from the holidays, two thousand eighteen, and I still haven't come back to them. I go, bad. I've done that to other people, and some of those people have been rude to me when I did reach back. I made mean, go guilty. Other people were like, hey, I'm it's, it's okay. I totally get it. Guess who, want to, guess who I want to hang out with? People that show grace. Let's talk about building relationships and social media. By the way, I'm, I'm going to leave some time for some QA, and the microphones, I uh, believe, are on, so you're welcome to ask me any questions. Let's talk about building relationships with social media. So, first of all, when it comes to building relationships, okay, and this also advancing the career, et cetera, and so forth, just like the last panel, some of you that will hear the, the the recruiters, they talked about the, the question was asked well, what if I don't have a social media presence? Is that good or bad, right? Folks, so, I'm going to tell you what the thing is, okay? Today, the internet, first of all, the internet's not going away okay there are more social media comments now there's TikTok as a social media platform but here's the thing some people say well I, i'm just a very private person okay you know mommy, let me tell you something okay i can go on to google type your name in and it will tell me there's websites out there that will tell me where you've lived for the last 20 years <laughs> and you didn't even put that information up there What am I trying to say? Information is out there and will be out there about you. And just like uh, Eugene and the other group said, I, I, my opinion, my advice to you is put information out there about you that you do want, because whatever negative or whatever will fall behind, behind on page 13 of the Google search, no one ever goes to. So I'd rather control what is out there, okay? There are three fundamentals. Number one, build or enhance your professional image, your brand. It's your reputation. It's your reputation. It's what people think of you when you're not around. Okay. Number two, engage with people. Folks, I don't have time to be on social media. don't complain when you don't have the qualifications and your friend on the board of the chamber says to apply for a position and you don't have a backup, you don't have your posse, okay? Build that, engage, interact with them. I look on Twitter, I'm not on Facebook, okay? But I look on Twitter, less than 1% of you are actually engaging on that platform for this group. I'm not here to beat your chops, okay, about this, okay? I'm just telling you because it's I mean I want to make sure that we know Because you know what happens when you retweet or you make a comment on Twitter itself? Your network sees that. That is not part of what you're doing here. Or maybe a student that might be following you. Maybe you gave that student hope. So we're to change the lens by which we look at some of these things, folks. And then lastly, add value. You have tremendous amount of wisdom and knowledge. Como mi papá, se han quemado las <laughs> pestañas. Study. You burn your eyelashes like from all that work. Share it with other people. I give away so much of my content. If you follow me on LinkedIn, an Instagram lately, really, I give it away. Oh. Now, I just want to talk briefly about LinkedIn here. This is not a LinkedIn platform, but I want to talk about it because if you're hesitant, you're not on social media, you're hesitant about getting your toes into social media, LinkedIn actually is, for you, probably the best platform because it is a professional platform. You don't see as much of that nonsense that you see on Facebook, etc., and so forth, okay? But, here's the thing. In terms of building those relationships, okay, and helping others, it has to do with sharing content. I'm gonna give you some examples. First off, just to keep it simple, when you share content, not just on LinkedIn, but across social media, I encourage you to follow the rule of thirds. The rule of thirds says a third of what you share should be about your personal professional presence. In my opinion, personal preference is the same thing, okay? Your brand. I don't have time to set up a, you know, a social media account for my personal and then one for my business. No, I don't. Maybe you do. I I don't. And and I'm not advocating one way or another. You do whatever it is, you feel it's right for you. But to keep it consistent, third is my professional brand. What do I mean by that? Both, LinkedIn training, social selling training, positive stuff, workforce development, community relations, that's part of my brand. I believe in taking care of the environment, I believe we should not be using straws because we're killing the turtles. But that's not my brand. Therefore, I don't comment, like, or share those kind of posts. Some of you that are on social
0: media, you're like
1: all over the place. You're like a cow of <laughs> oh What does this person stand for? Number two, share stuff about your industry. Now, depending on the platform you're on in your audience, Share it in a way where us that are not in the industry can understand. I love James' presentation because I got it. The way he explained it was just like, at my level, third grade level, I got it. He didn't use all these fancy academic, academic terms and this and that. Even some of the implicit bias and stuff, like I understood what he meant. And then last share other people's content. We already do that on some of these other social media platforms. That silly caffeine? <laughs> hey, right? I saw some videos that some of my relatives were sharing. They're funny, okay? But when you do that, for example, on LinkedIn, it's a nice subtle way that they your network that person that shared it initially gets alerted, and you're staying top. Because see, that's the other thing. Oftentimes growing up, right? It's not what you know but who you know, Oscar. Wow, well, to some extent that's kind of true. But it's it's whose mind are you top of mind? Because guarantee you, my boy here Eugene, right? If I'm looking for a position, hey man, if he sees me or engaging, you know, sort of, or if he sees, I'm gonna be top of mind. He's gonna think of me first. Before Juan over here that's still sending smoke signals. Where do you find content? Create some news alerts, whether it's Gmail. I actually use an app called um, Flipboard. I love it. It's free, set up certain uh, hashtag words, and every time there's an article related to that, it goes into that category. And so literally, I just kind of bump through Flipboard, and I find some articles, kind of share uh, stuff that I want. Other social media, sometimes I share stuff from Uh, Instagram to to LinkedIn, LinkedIn to Instagram or Twitter. The hashtags too, as well. You can follow, whether it's on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, even Facebook, you can save searches based on hashtags. Mm -hmm. Hashtag diversity and inclusion. And see what comes up. And every time there's an article or a post related to hashtag, hashtag, it's gonna show up on your feed. And it saves you time. And then lastly, create it yourself. What do you mean, Oscar? I'll show you. Here's some examples, okay? Um, the uh, upper left, it's a slide uh, that I created, and I shared it on a platform called uh, SlideShare. I created it to help startups, when I work at the chamber, to help startups um, do community outreach when they're beta testing the products. I just have my knowledge, my experiences, and I uploaded it, and I shared it. And when I took this screenshot a while back, it had almost 10,000 views. See, I don't know how many people are in here, maybe 50 or 60 of you. So, 50 60 are listening to me speak. But I just uploaded that slideshow and almost 10,000 people saw it. Do you see the power of social media influencing others? On the bottom, infographics. People love infographics because they're quick and easy. To read? I just created that? There's decks out there or templates, excuse me, out there. I just created it and I shared it. Well, bless you. Well, but Oscar, I'm not a techie person, you know, like you said, so no no no, I still have tecnologia Listen, we're on the same page because I took a typewriter, how? I wrote two papers like some of you still took a typewriter? Okay. Alright. I'm fifty I'll be fifty-one in March. So we're the same. Right? tenth generation. I'm not a mechanic, but I know I to drive a car. Like, what's your next excuse? Learn it. And if, you, if, if you're not a techie, then point at me and be like, see that guy over there? He's my agent. Man, there's nothing you won't do. Mm-hmm. Okay? Photos. All of us, I believe, in here have a cell phone. You know what I would have done? When the chancellor is here, or provost, or maybe some of the other, and just your peers. Take a picture like that. <laughs> Share it online. No, pero es que estoy presumiendo. Will you knock it off? As <laughs> Latinos grew up with that. Like I said, we have to be humble, no bragging. Someone like that would tell, No, me let your actions speak louder than word. They do. But what's wrong? It's how you do it, folks. Take a picture, share it online. You're missing a boat, folks. Here's an example. I love this. I'm not connected to Onkedika. I follow her on LinkedIn. Maybe some of you know her. I think she's over at UCLA. Okay? That was, our event. <laughs> that was your event? Tell Onkedika, I love following her. I love her post. Let me tell you what I love about it. Highly educated, super smart, like all the. You in here, okay? But she's using social media, in this case LinkedIn, to just highlight a simple picture of her giving that talk with her students. (sighs) Folks, that is uplifting and empowering. Follow me? Here's another one. Many of you in academia, right? Tremendous amount of articles out there. LinkedIn, Medium.com, and there's other platforms where you can take some of your articles that you've written, in, written, just make it again, and adapt it to the audience. Don't make it so academic, okay? Because that's not typically your audience. But in this case, I wrote this article on LinkedIn called "How Does a C- Succeed as a CEO When You're Not When You've uh, Never Been a CEO?" I shared it. LinkedIn picked it up and shared it under their um, leadership and management. Uh, it was featured under leadership and management. I didn't know they were going to do that. See, here's the thing too, folks, that's happening that I'm seeing out there. You all in here, all of us in here, have the knowledge, the experience. The young generation doesn't have the knowledge or experience, but they feel comfortable with the technology, social media, and then they're making videos about how to make a career move. And I'm like, "Ah, because I'm like, so it's like 22 years old, living on a parents' couch, and he's just made a video of teaching people how to make a career transition. Like, what does he know? Yet we know it. I'm not going to be your grandson's because I'm not used to it. You see the gap? Folks. And then you take it down into the cultural yangada nuestra raza, nuestra gente. We're blowing it. We're blowing it. Don't do that, folks. They can have it run some now. Video, very powerful tool as well. Okay, let me show you a short little bit in here. I shared this video on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. Let me ask you this. Has anyone ever made fun of you? No? I think I found the bullies. <laughs> 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 wait, wait a minute, Oscar. You share that video on LinkedIn a professional platform and you told people that your mom is undocumented? Yeah. And you told him that you're an e 4 ASL student? Yeah. Why? That's my story. I can't change it. I don't want to change it. And it's made me how I am today. And if you don't like the video, watch it, Um, unfollow me, whatever the heck LinkedIn calls it, because I don't give a (laughs) rep. Como dice la canción, no soy monedita de oro para caer en bien a todos. If you don't know what that means in Spanish, listen, I'm going to gold coin so that everyone will like me. Okay? Every single one of you folks in here has a story. I know that. But here's the thing. Being vulnerable? Dios <laughs> mio no, kind of, no, 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 You're, you're now, you're pushing it. See, on the far right, that's the young generation. That's my kids. My daughter's 23. My son's 21. here right on social media, I have a new boyfriend, new girlfriend, this, and then all of a sudden, you know, a day later, nah, we're done. All this stuff, right? They put it all. They, they, they put it all out there. And then on the. Uh, to your part, uh, left, that's our generation, mijo, to my dad, no mijo, don't tell anyone I'm, I'm an alcoholic, I'm drunk, okay, okay. mijo, no le digas a nadie que yo te pego. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing at it, okay, my dad used to grab a fan belt, those of you that know a fan belt, and he would hit me with that, that is, perfect. sorry, he's that is like shit, okay, Okay, Dad, I won't, I won't tell anyone. It's, you know what, just keep it in the family. Either way, folks, whether you're on the far right, far left, you can't tell anyone on the end. You have to be in the middle. And I get it, being vulnerable is a process. I'm not here to tell you like, jump off the cliff, But see, here's the thing to help you being vulnerable? The three R's. Number one, folks, be real. What do I mean by that? Listen, think of someone you highly admire. And they share some of their struggles, how they overcame those struggles, and the lessons that they learn. Do we not have a newfound respect for that person? Yes, I don't know about you, but I get inspired. Oh my gosh. If she overcame that, if he overcame that, I can do it too. What do we always say? Right? We need more people that are in high positions. No, it's not just that, folks. That's only part of the puzzle. We need more people, como nosotros, that are telling their story. Because for some reason, we get into this high level, and we become professionals. You know what? You keep your profession, I'll keep my authenticity. Let's be relatable. I gave a talk over a year and a half ago. San Jose Chamber of Commerce. Swanky place up in the whatever 18th floor, downtown San Jose, all suits, tie, and everything, right? People loved it. Two weeks later, I was asked to give a talk on leadership to homeless people at a nonprofit. I was scared. Like, Don't you can't relate to homeless people. Like they can teach me. Walked into the room. 12 people around this, kind of like a conference table. And the minute I sat down, this poor gentleman who, there, it's a 90 day homeless shelter, gets up and is walking out the door and he collapses right next to me. I freaked out. like, oh what, am I supposed to help him? Is it, you know, am I getting it soon? If I try to help him, like, ah, what do I do? Nurses came, helped him pick him up, took him to the hospital. It turns out that his doctor had recently uh, adjusted his um, mental medication, so it made him queasy in Tres Mayor, gave my talk, and they loved it. I'm not sh- you know, showing off about that. My point is, folks, I don't hang out with rich people. I don't hang out with poor people. I don't hang out with a I don't hang out with white people. Young or old, I hang out with everyone, Everyone. everyone. Why? Because my parents taught me, don't be where you came from. Be relatable, folks. And lastly, be respectful. Real, relatable, and respectful, and you will connect with people's heart. Here's an example. That's my mom. Okay. a <laughs> picture that said, "My mother, la Chingona. Being a Chingona isn't by accident." Okay? I said, we're enamored with the success of sports athletes, founders, and CEOs. Yet we forget that our own family tree we have acres of diamonds. She wasn't a CEO, but she was an entrepreneur. She wasn't college educated, but she was intelligent. She wasn't a keynote speaker, but she motivated others. She wasn't salesperson of the year, but she could sell. She wasn't a leader, but she influenced others. She was actually a badass. She is my mother. Okay. I share that on LinkedIn. There you go again, Oscar, with your LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. It got over 5,200 views, almost 100 comments. And people either said, Yeah, my mom is a chipuna to too. I even had some English speaking people that are like, My mom's a badass too.
0: <laughs>
1: I was like cracking up because I'm like, I feel like I gave people permission to call their mother a chipuna. <laughs> And see, I'm not here to judge. Some of you won't speak about your mother or father like this. I get it. Like I said, we all have a story. I'm not here to judge you. But if you do post something like this, maybe it's gonna be on Facebook or something like that. Okay, I posted it on LinkedIn. Why? Wow. Because I connect with the person's heart first in order to create a genuine relationships. I'm not here to create think. Relationships. Maybe with the 30-day challenge, and I'll open it up for some questions. I'll leave plenty of the time here, folks. Here's the 30-day challenge. Okay? It's about creating those genuine relationships, folks. In the next 30 days, there are three things that I want you to do. Number one, select 20 people, I don't care who they are. Except for, ideally, if you haven't spoken to these people in at least six months. If it's even longer, two years, five years, even better. And I just want you to message them, however you want to do it. Email, text, voicemail, social media, however, it doesn't matter. But pick, select 20 people and just send them a message. What do I say? This is what you say. Hey, Dave, hey, sorry I dropped the phone. You know, I just wanted to say uh, hello and just, you know, see what you're up to. Um, Yeah, just thinking of you. Do not ask them for anything, just check in, because it's a form of building and nourishing those relationships. Let me ask you this, how many of you like it when your friends or relatives only reach out to you because they need money or to borrow a car? (laughs) None of us like that. How do we feel used? Then why do you do that to your network when you need that better recommendation? Yeah. Number two, write 10 gratitude messages. Just pick 10 people, maybe it's in 2019, or whatever, that just there was something that they did, something about them, or something that you're just grateful Just They just enriched your life, something that they did. You ever gotten a message from someone, maybe a student, and they were just grateful, that maybe they wrote a message, or maybe they didn't. Mr. Serrano, Professor Stark, can I talk to you? Yeah, come on in. Yeah, hey, hey, you know what? I don't know if you remember, 10 years ago, you did this, 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 and now you said this, and it changed the truth in my life. Thank you. How would you feel? Right? Yeah, so man, other people feel that way. And then number three, lastly, is endorse,
0: recommend by people. If you're on LinkedIn, you can do that very easy. But you don't have to do it from LinkedIn.
1: Maybe your university, your department has an employee at the month, or maybe somewhere where you can write something. Don't wait for them to ask you. Think of if we, in our departments, if we together as a team did that, brothers. Folks, all of a sudden, I'm like, just, yes, that's just gonna be over. Like, do going corner. Yeah, we're united. You better watch
2: out.
1: <laughs> you have thirty days to do this, okay? Once you know, I'm gonna give you my contact for information, okay? But see, do that. Send me a message. I'm actually video recording this talk for myself here, but I'm happy to share the video if you want the video or my presentation too as well, okay? I'm going to leave you with this final takeaway. Don't aim to impress others. Inspire them through your imperfections. Inspire them through your imperfections. See, for some of us, the higher we move up the corporate ladder, the more contradictory this sounds. Because we're supposed to be... Okay? This is me. I know many of you are not going to relate to me. Many of you, I probably turned you off based on my stuff. It's okay. I can't connect with every single one of you in here. But there might be one person that I connected. That's not my job. I believe in God, I and mean, you believe whoever it is you want. You believe in pep and Okay? But I do my duty today. And to the scene. There's my contact information. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, There's my phone number, you can even text me like I told you earlier. There's my email address, website. You guys want my social security number? (laughs) Okay, I'm very accessible. If I don't get back to you right away, please forgive me, have some grace, okay? All right, all right. But um, I think we have maybe about 10, seven to ten minutes here for some questions. Any questions? Let me ask this question. <laughs> Why aren't you on LinkedIn? Those of you that are
0: not on LinkedIn. Yeah. I, I was yep. thought, um So the thing I don't like about LinkedIn is that any little thing you do, it tells everybody else that you changed something, that you clicked
1: something, and the comfort level of that isn't great. I don't you feel can there's enough out, control. No, you can turn that off. Yeah, that's good. You can. So Ralph says that one of the things that he doesn't like about LinkedIn is anytime you do something like you make an edit or a change, that notifies your network. It's actually a setting. What's your
2: name?
1: Elida. Elida. Uh, Elida is correct. You, there's a setting. Turn it off because so it is annoying. <laughs> there's a setting on LinkedIn where you turn it off, and therefore, anytime you make an update to your pro to your profile, work experience, et cetera, and so forth, it doesn't notify I don't know, your network. So definitely do that.
0: And when you have it turned off, it still asks you. When you make an edit, it asks
1: you. if, You know, you have this turned off. Do you want to notify your network?
0: So, for example, if you got a promotion, you could yeah send it out. Yes, absolutely. So you have That's right. so go That's That's a good one. Yes, I have a question. Uh, in term, and I think you covered some of. What are essential social media platforms you feel would would be good for us to really focus on. I know that LinkedIn, like for instance, I have a LinkedIn, but I don't really update it. I, and it, it's sad because my brother was like,
1: one like started working there when it first started. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and yet I, you know, he told me about everything, but I never used it yeah. in the way that you presented it.
0: But which social media platforms do <clears throat> you feel would be beneficial in this context?
1: Sure, so the question, which social media platforms would be beneficial? So um, first off, I, LinkedIn is one because it's just generally a professional platform for the type of work that you do, even in academia. Um, the other, the other thing that I would recommend is depending on what your objective is. If your objective is to be able to connect with students and help them add value to them, then see which platforms they're on. Maybe they're, they're, it's Facebook. Actually, I'm seeing a lot uh, uh, depending on the age uh, as well, but the the uh, Uh, Instagram, and even TikTok is actually one. Uh, So let let me give you a specific example. So I do uh, LinkedIn workshops for students, uh, even high school and college students. But uh, what I did is, uh, this was about four years ago, three or four years ago, I created a group on Facebook and I called it LinkedIn for Students. And so I had the students connect to that group so that I could share tips with them. Why? Because that they were on. If I shared and created a group on LinkedIn for students, they wouldn't be there, right? So I met them at their need. That's when I, I recommend figure out where it is that you know again, if it's student or whoever the audience is, and go there. Some of you maybe belong already. There's a there's a uh, 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 an industry uh, online group or platform, right, for your particular industry that you're in, discipline that you're in. So part of that as well so uh part of this about helping folks come through and look at opportunities this is kind of geared more towards like starting or mid-level versus folks who are towards the end of this process in terms of career in the public sector you did make some pretty cool comments about the idea of passing on knowledge but what, what kind of advice would you give to folks who are moving into the end of their public career with the interest of going into private career opportunities. Yeah, that's okay. So, again, um, again I think, listen, I work for myself, I'm not here to promote LinkedIn, they don't pay American, let's just get that here from get people, because, you know, misinterpret things. But, in this, that particular case, definitely LinkedIn is, is a platform, because um, with LinkedIn, you you have a, a broad audience that are there, it's not just certain sectors. The other thing, too, is, is that, I want to show you something um, that's very powerful about uh, LinkedIn. I actually have it up. So on LinkedIn, um, there are a ton of university pages on LinkedIn, and one of the features that's super cool is down here on the bottom left, where it says alumni. If you go to that page, and and this is uh, this is available to any anyone, whether you have a free or paid version, okay? You can actually do a search of query based on so let's say for example you want to transition into the private sector and you want to come to the San Francisco Bay Area so you click on San Francisco Bay it's hard to see from there but you click on San Francisco Bay Area and then let's say you want to work in let's say you just still want to stay in the education space so you then click on education space you can even go as specific as saying hey I want to work at Google so San Francisco Bay Area Google ed- education And what it does, because I have UC Berkeley, uh, UC Berkeley right now has almost uh, 375,000 alumni that have a page on LinkedIn. And it takes it from that amount, 375, which is a lot, to a very small number. And now what's cool is, is that you can, not only does it tell you who those people are that fit that criteria, but it tells you if you're connected with them, and if you're not connected, but you have mutual connections, it tells you who those mutual connections are, Because now, let's say Juanita is, right? I work at Google and you're connected to Juanita. You can reach out to Juanita and say, hey Juanita, would you mind making an introduction to Oscar because I'm interested in working at Google on education? And the odds of me responding to Juanita's message versus a cold message is higher. You see the networking, folks? Because we do that traditionally. Hey folks, okay, some of us, there's rocket ships out there. to out have the promotion, okay? One of the was named Stop it. Yeah, I'll come back to you, uh, Yes, yes. Sir. When I first did LinkedIn, I, uh, I struggled with using my my account for my business email versus my personal email, and after talking, I decided that it was the personal one because it. Could your situation can change. Yes. And is that the standard that's Yeah, so, uh, that's a good point. I highly encourage you that uh, you use your personal email address for for any social media account, especially LinkedIn, because uh, you can use any email address. But I know sometimes people use the work email address, and then, you know, whatever, you you, you know, life happens, whatever the situation is. Now you no longer have access to that email, and so you get blocked out, and you forget your password, and guess what? LinkedIn is going to send the password to your work, you have access to it, okay, so use your person, make that change, very good point, yes, um, So, you know how you get messages saying like, however many people searched you this week, and, yes. you know, just random, or you get random friend requests from people you've never seen. How, how do you manage that? Yeah, that's a great, so how do you manage who to connect with on LinkedIn? This, I'm going to give you the OG, the Oscar Garcia. <laughs> okay, it's not set stone, okay, you take it. For me personally, I don't connect with just anyone. I have about a hundred and something people that accept me and I'm like, I don't know. But here's the, the three things that I get that i use. okay. Number one, do we have um, any mutual connections? And if so, who are they? Because again, if you're connected to Juanita, who you know each other, you know, like each other and so forth, and Lupe and other people, Like I use the old thing, my birth of a feather flock together. Like they're not gonna hang out, they're not gonna connect with some weirdo. Okay? So that's number one. Number two, what industry are you in? Meaning, can I help you and can you help me? Can we add value to each other? And number three, where are you located geographically? I'm I don't know, maybe one day I done international, you know, to Latin America, okay? But right now I don't plan to go to Cuba and do business there. Nigeria. I don't. So, therefore, I'm not going to connect with you. So, those are the three criteria. Okay? The mutual connections, geographically, and can we help each other? Do
0: you consider, like, when they send you a message versus no message, like, if the message is.
1: Yeah, yeah, the question is if they send a message or not. So, first, first of all, folks, you, um, you can, if you're on the desktop, uh, I think, and you send a, a connection request. Um, you have the option to personalize the message. You always personalize it, always. Okay, but most people don't. And LinkedIn is actually changing that. We're uh, right now on your mobile phone. I don't know if it's, it's happening now, but uh, on your mobile phone, it'll prompt you. And uh, in my case, because still a lot of people are just just don't do that. Okay, I I use the other criteria. But if someone personalizes the message, wow. Okay, I just I'll give you an example. Actually, uh, Two days ago, I read an article on Executive Magazine or something, online, and uh, David Forgova, I think, he's the VP of Human Resources for VMware. And um, amazing article about the story and so forth. And um, I made a comment because it showed up on my feed on LinkedIn, made a comment saying, and then I sent him a request to connect, and I personalized it. All I said was, hey, David, wow, because he shared a little bit about his parents being migrant workers. My character too, can totally relate to your story. Love it, you know, wow, it just it inspired me. Would we'll love to connect with you on LinkedIn. That was like around 11 o'clock at night, and within like two minutes, he accepted my connection. I'm <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> okay. I don't know him, but that's a start. I working. <coughs> what other
0: questions? Yes. Um, Roberta, UC San Diego. I was at a conference, like two weeks ago and the speaker started the conversation with go to your linkedin go here and here and i can't remember what he said but it basically opened up the portal for anybody who was in the room to yes
1: connect. let's do it. thank I you can't for
0: reminding me what that is.
2: So <laughs> okay
1: if you have the linkedin app no thank you um what i want you to do, uh, but i want you to do, open up the mobile your mobile app okay and uh, go to, on the bottom, the tab that says My Network. Oh, yeah.
2: okay.
1: And then, you'll on the bottom right, you're gonna see a little circle, I think it's a plus. Tap that little circle and you'll see an option that says Find Nearby. Turn that on, it's gonna ask, you know, if your Bluetooth isn't on, it's gonna ask you to turn on Bluetooth. And so what happens is, is all of a sudden, Anyone in this room because it's Bluetooth range, don't worry about it, it's not gonna be people in like, carry. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna start uh, those people are gonna start showing up on that feed, that page, and that's people that are in here and it's easy to connect with people that way. It's a great it's a great little feature like when you have a conference and event. Yes. What else? Any any other uh, any other questions?
0: I don't have a LinkedIn as far as I
1: know, but I often have invites from people who want to
0: join my network.
1: Uh, from LinkedIn? Then you have a LinkedIn. Then I have yeah, a LinkedIn? Must. Well, are you kidding? Is it an email?
2: Version? It's
1: an email. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So in that case, what's happening is LinkedIn gives you the opportunity to upload your contacts, and then LinkedIn emails people, um, or whatever email address they have for you, uh, a request to connect. So in your case, um, um, if you don't truly have it, that's why you're getting them via the email versus through the application. Okay.
0: Yeah. Thank you. And sometimes people do that accidentally. Yeah. They don't mean to blast to everyone they
1: never not have your email. Like, yeah. That, sometimes yeah, sometimes, yeah, what you're saying is sometimes people accidentally send this off. I learned that the hard way. When I connected early on, my contact list onto LinkedIn. I forgot to go through it and uncheck okay. certain people that I knew don't want to connect on LinkedIn, and I'm like, uh... Oh. So, yeah, i check it. Right. Okay. Interesting. Any other questions? Yeah. The side of the room is really quiet! You guys are working over there now. Uh, <laughs> <we're all down laughs> oh, the yeah. Well, anyways, so, everyone, I just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here. Uh, it really is a humbling experience because, like I said, 30 years ago, I was at UC Berkeley, wondering what the heck was I doing there that I even belonged and today to be um, talking to you and sharing some of my knowledge to all of you that are highly, highly educated and have and will continue to influence the world. Like I'm very humbled to be here, so, muchas so. gracias.
0: Thank you for listening to Career Talk with OG. Be sure to rate us and let us know what content you want to see on our next podcast. For more information, visit our website at www.aspidaconsulting.com.